Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, A Time to Celebrate, presented by Pastor Alan Moss on December 30th, 2018. How is everybody? Yeah, cold? Hey, at least we don't have like 10 feet of snow. You know, and tons of ice and all that stuff. It's only cold, which is nice, and the sun's out, so it's okay. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about partying. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about an after party, and we're going to talk a lot about that, and it's going to be a little different today, so bear with me. But you know, we just had Christmas, and how many of you guys had a good Christmas? Yeah, everybody. You know, so we had a good Christmas, and, you know, that's kind of a party, isn't it? It's a birthday party. We celebrate Jesus' birth, so it's a birthday party, so we celebrate. And that's really what a party is, is celebration. And that's kind of what I want to really get into today is about celebrating. You know, and we need to celebrate. You know, and when me and Floyd talked about the title of the sermon, the after party, you know, I started thinking, what's an after party? Uh... And Floyd told me to ask Raina. <laughs> uh, but I figured it out on my own. You know, an after party is, you know, it's, it's like you have a party and then they say, well, hey, I'm going to the after party. You know, it's like a special party that only certain, you know, highfalutin people get invited to. So you go to the after party after the party. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either, but that's the way it is. It's like the award shows, you know, they have a big party backstage, and then they go to an after party. And what it is, it's just a continuation of celebration. You know, and I start thinking about Christmas and all. And, you know, I start thinking, sometimes we as Christians, we really only celebrate a couple times a year really big. You know, and if you think about it, that's kind of true. You know, we have big celebrations and big parties at Christmas, right? We really do. We celebrate Christmas. We do it right. And then we also celebrate Easter. But the rest of the time, you know, we're sometimes not celebrating. And man, I start thinking, why? Why are we not celebrating all the time? You know, why are we not celebrating after Christmas? You know, leading up to Easter. And then when Easter comes and we have a big celebration, why are we not celebrating after Easter till Christmas comes? And what do we celebrate? We should celebrate all kinds of stuff. We really should. And when I started working on this sermon, I started thinking, man, this is a hard day for me to celebrate. You know, this is it for me probably. You know, unfortunately I'm going to, leave you guys you know but we really should celebrate that and it is a celebration and then you know for me to come up and celebrate today was really hard after last night you know uh, my beloved Sooners took a whooping uh, and now if they would have won we would have had an after party today <laughs> you know we partied last night for well about five minutes into the game you know, but then if they'd have won, we'd have had a real big after party today. You know, but we still need to celebrate. You know, and I want you to look at your notes and I want you to follow along. and I want you to understand why we should celebrate. 
You know, and there's some things we really should. Number one is we should celebrate God every day. Why? Because guess what? He celebrates us. I want that to sink in. We should celebrate God because He celebrates us. Now, here is the creator of everything. He created the universe in his ultimate wisdom. He created every blade of grass, every animal known to man. And he created us, yet he celebrates us. Is that not amazing to think about for a minute? That the creator of everything celebrates us. In all of our, what do you call it, imperfections, I guess. He celebrates us. And man, the more I thought about that, I was like, wow. Yeah, he really does. You know, and I want you to notice in Zephaniah, and we're going to kind of be a lot of places today. But in Zephaniah 3.17, it says this, The Lord your God in your midst the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. You know what? Another word for rejoice is celebrate. He will celebrate over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now, is that not amazing to know that God celebrates over us? He rejoices over us. Even when we fail, he rejoices, he celebrates us. When he lifts us up, he celebrates us. Because he loves us that much. You know, in Psalms 100, verses 1 through 4, it says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord God, he is God. It is he who has made us, not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise and be thankful to him and bless his name. Man, what kind of God loves something that much that he celebrates us? Instead of you know, him, you know, making us celebrate him, he gives us the choice. But he always celebrates us. Always. That's amazing. I love it. And, you know, I was thinking about Christmas and why I liked Christmas so much. You know, when I was a kid, and we got all the kids in here today, so kids, eyes and ears, show the adults how, how we do it. Thanks, Peyton. <laughs> but guys, when I was a kid, I loved Christmas. Why? Why do you love Christmas when you're a child? Yeah. You can't wait to see what you get, right? It's all about getting that gift. You know, how many of you guys watch a Christmas story this year? Oh, come on. Come on. I, no. 
Oh, man, I love that movie. I probably watched it like three times already. I really did. I love that movie. You know, one of my favorite parts is at the end. You know, when, when little Ralphie gets the gift from his aunt. Yeah, you know, he gets the, the pink bunny suit pajamas, head to tails. You know, and he's like, oh, man. Now, you don't want to be that aunt, right? When you see a kid open the gift and it's those pajamas. Can you imagine? You've got to be kidding me. You know, what you want to do, though, is you want to be like the dad. You know, if you remember the movie, which I know you guys do, you remember how excited the dad was when he said, hey, I think there's a gift over in the corner. And the son goes over and he starts opening it up and it's the Red Ryder BB gun. You know, the dad is just as excited as the child. You know, and he's putting the little BBs in, you know, and he's just having a, a day watching that kid be excited. You know, and sometimes I picture that's how God is. He is that excited for us because he celebrates us. You know, he really does. You know, in Matthew 18, verse 12 through 13, you know, and, and Jeff song, sung this song, and he knows that for the longest time I did not like that song. Uh, Reckless Love, by the way. And the reason why, and I have to admit this so you'll know, it's not that it's a bad song because my wife and everybody else loves it, and it's a good song. But the reason why I, I really didn't like it for the longest time is because, as you guys know, I don't hear real well, and I don't hear hardly anything out of the left ear. So for the longest time, all I heard in the chorus was, blah, 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 99. <laughs> That's really what I heard. I had no clue what it said. You know, it just, to me, it just said, la, 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 99. You know, and I, and I even told Jeff, I said, what does that song say? I, I can't stand that song because I have no clue what it says. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't. And I struggled with that for a long time. But, you know, it really goes back to this verse. Matthew 18, verses 12 through 13 says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? And he does not leave the 99 and go to the mountain to seek the one that is straying. And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. You know, Jesus is talking in a parable there to emphasize how much God celebrates us. He rejoices us. When he finds us, when we find him, he goes ballistic. He celebrates. He has fun. He's, he's just rejoicing. Have you ever seen anybody rejoice not having fun? Yeah, whoopee, big That's not fun, right? But no, you know, and I, I got, I'm going to kind of chase a rabbit here. But I, I, I watch old movies. I love old, old movies. I even watch silent movies. I love silent movies because I just think they're so fun to watch. But do what? You better watch it now. I don't know what she said, but I'm sure it wasn't nice. <laughs> No, but I do like silent movies, and, and there's a couple of movies. There's one movie called King of Kings. Have you ever seen? Yeah. 
Now, they made a remake in like the 60s or something. But the old silent king, king, have you ever noticed this too? That a lot of the movies about Jesus kind of portray Jesus as a very stoic type individual. Have you ever noticed that? You probably haven't, but you probably will now. You know, if you think about like King of Kings, especially in the silent movie version, you know, I don't think the guy breaks a smile. You know, he's always, you know, when he heals somebody, it's almost like watching Frankenstein. You know, it's, it's, it really is. You know, he's real stoic. You know, and, and all the movies that I've seen, or not all of them, but a lot of the movies about Jesus, they, they, pl- they play this stoic person. And, I'm not, and, and if that's what you like, that's fine. You know, and this is where I, where's, where's Michelle? Oh, she's back there. This is where I was going to show that video, so now you know where I'm going. To. That's an inside joke. But, but to me, that's not my Jesus. I don't picture Jesus that way. I really don't. Because I can't see him not smiling. Do you guys want to be around a person that's always frowning? That's all, yeah, there you go. Thank you, baby. You don't ever want to be around a person that's, oh, like Eeyore. Woe is me. Party, who cares? That's not what you want to be around. You know, and I personally, and this is just me, but man, I think my Jesus loved to laugh. I think he loved to smile. Why? Because he celebrated us. He loved it. When you love somebody, you want to be happy around them. I can't see Jesus healing somebody and saying, okay, well, I'm done there. Man, I think he went back, yeah! You know, I think he celebrated. I think he smiled. You know, I think when he was with his disciples and with everybody else and they sat around the campfire and they talked and he taught them, I see him smiling because I think people gravitated to that. They looked at this guy and said, wow, this guy is something else. He's got this this aura just pouring out of him. I want some of that. What was it? He celebrated us. He loved us that much. I mean, it's amazing to think. You know, and I think Jesus was just, I think he was happy. I, I really do. I think he celebrated so much. He was always a party. You wanted to be around him. Because when he spoke, it was like music. It was like, wow, he's talking to my soul. I think everybody that heard him talk was just glued to him, saying, he's talking to me. And this guy, I don't understand. Everybody is, is after him. The Pharisees mock him, and they try to trap him all the time. But yet, he's happy. What is it about this guy? Yeah, I want to hear what he says. I want to be around him. And that's celebrating. And he was like that. You know, also, as, 
you know, God wants us to celebrate. He wants us to celebrate what he's given us. You know, I was talking about Christmas when I was a kid. The most important thing was me getting the gifts. But when I got older and I had kids, I loved watching them open gifts. Even though Raina always said, is that it? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> See, I got your back. <laughs> but that's what I celebrated. I loved it. I care less what I got. I wanted them to open the gift I gave them. Now that I got grandkids, it's even better. I mean, I, I can't wait for Christmas every year. Because I love watching them just rip into a gift. You know, and say, oh, wow! And see the excitement on their face. I celebrate that. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to celebrate what he's given us. In John 10, 10, it says this. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they, they might have it more abundantly. Now, the Greek word for abundantly, John, I hope I get this right. John's helped me on this. But the Greek word for abundantly is persesos. What is it? Parisis. Thank you. Parisis. But it has a lot of different meanings. You know, one of them is abundant. One of them is beyond measure. One of them is happy. See, God wants us to celebrate what he's given us. He wants us to be happy. Too many times we think as Christians that when we give our hearts to God, we have to become that stoic figure. Oh, I can't have fun anymore. No. God says right here, I came so you can have life more abundantly. I came so you can be happier. I came so you can celebrate. You can be like David and you can leap and you can dance and you can have fun. That's what I want. I don't want you to be miserable. I want you to be happy. Because this is what I've given you. You know, and he has given us so much. Last week, Floyd read John 3.16. He gave his only begotten son to pay for our sin, to die a horrible death on the cross. Why? So we can celebrate. That's why he did it. So we could have life abundantly. So we could celebrate. So we could party. That's why he did it. He wants us to celebrate what he's given us. In Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says this. Rejoice, celebrate always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. You know what pray without ceasing means? You can't pray without ceasing, can you? We got to sleep, we got to eat, we got to go to work, unfortunately. We have to do all those things. But you know what he's saying right here? He's saying... 
celebrate me every day. When you wake up in the morning, celebrate that I've given you another day. When something good in your life, celebrate it with me. I've given you that. Even the hard times, celebrate it with me. Rejoice. Pray. Have, have fun. Working. I think it just hit me. <laughs> I have worked with kids so and it's awesome. It is awesome. Because they celebrate you. They really do. They lift you up. Higher than you ever can, can think you can be lifted up. And they celebrate with you. And they celebrate what you give them. And that's what God wants us to do. He really does. He wants us, us to celebrate everything he's given us. And he wants us to do it together. See, God doesn't like it when we're alone. He really don't. He wants us to celebrate together. Everything. Good, bad, fun, hard, sad. He wants us to celebrate together. In John 10, 30. Actually, in Nehemiah 12, 27, it says this. And I love this story because it's, it's, it's the people of Israel celebrating. And it says, now at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites and all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgiving and singing, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps. They gathered everybody together just to celebrate. That's why we gather, isn't it, Floyd? You think we gather for anything else? We gather to celebrate each other, to celebrate our God together, to celebrate our lives to celebrate what he's given us. And God says right there, go get everybody. I don't care who they are. Get them. And then celebrate. Have a party. Bring instruments. Crash them. Play them. Sing. 
They had choirs there. They had everything there. They went and they spent days gathering up people just to bring them to the party. Why? Because God loves it when we celebrate together. How many of you guys believe that God is always with you? Even when you're alone, he's with you, right? Go to Matthew 18, 20. It says this. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, why would he say that if he's always with us? I'll tell you what I think. I think he's telling everybody right there and then, be together. Be together. Celebrate together. Do life together. Don't be alone. I don't want you alone. And when there's two or three of you, I'm there. And you're going to have a good time. And if the time is hard, you're going to get through it. But I don't want you to be alone. That's Jesus saying where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there. I'm there with you. He wants us there. He wants us to celebrate together. You ever seen anybody dancing by themselves? Kind of silly, isn't it? It is. I do it all the time and people laugh at me like crazy. It's hard to dance by yourself, isn't it, Floyd? You want to dance with me, Floyd? <laughs> it is. You can't two-step by yourself. It looks silly. So you do it with someone. You do it together. And God's saying, celebrate together. That's what he said. That's what he told the people in Nehemiah. Go get everybody and celebrate. This is a great thing. Celebrate together. And right there, Jesus says, hey, where two of you are gathered. And Jesus has told him a million times, I'm with you always. He even told him when he left, I'm with you till the end of days. I'll be with you. So why does he say this? Because he wants us to be a group. He wants us to gather. Because when we gather, we gain. We gain so much. More than we'll ever know. And then we give it back. We celebrate him. We celebrate each other. I love baptisms. Because we celebrate when people get baptized. But man, we need to celebrate every day. Every day we need to celebrate each other. It'll only lift us up. It'll only make us stronger. It'll only bring us closer together. No matter how far the miles separate us. It'll only make us tighter. That's what God wants. He wants us to be a phone book. He wants us to be together. And that's awesome. Lastly, when Christ lives in us, our celebration never ends. It never ends. You know, we've been talking about partying. We've been talking about we should party after Christmas to Easter. And from Easter to Christmas, we should party and have that after party every day. Well, guess what? 
That's not really our after party. It's really not. See, those after parties, you've got to get invited to, and you've got to have a ticket. You know, it's a special thing. Our after party is up there. We have a ticket. When we accept Christ as your personal Savior, when you give it to Him, you say, God, take my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you. He gives us a ticket to the best after party known. An after party that is never ceasing. It says we get to worship all the time. There is no time in heaven. We're never going to get tired. How would you like to go dancing and never get tired? I get tired about two times around the floor. I'm like... (gasps) (gasps) But man, when I go to heaven, I get to party all night long. 24-7. It will be great. That's an after party. And guess what? Your host is Jesus. That's your host of your party. When it says, hey, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, you know what he was telling the disciples in code? Hey, I'm going to go get the party room ready. (laughs) What do y'all want? You want burgers, wings? You know, we're going to have fun, man. And that's what he said. We're going to have fun. The angels are going to sing. When you get there, it's, you're the star of the show. That party's for you. The greatest after party ever is for you. Can you imagine walking into a party room and there's Paul and there's Matthew and there's Peter and David's dancing like crazy and Jesus is there to greet you and our Heavenly Father is there? And the angels are singing like crazy. And everybody's happy. Does that not excite you? Do you not want that ticket? I want that ticket. And it's free. It's free. God paid the price for it. He sent his son and said, hey, here it is. Here's your ticket. It's not going to cost you anything. Once you give your life to me, boom, there's your golden ticket. It's like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Here's your golden ticket. You get, instead of a golden ticket, though, guess what? You get to party on streets of gold. That's amazing to think that's waiting for us. And guess what? Go to Romans 8 verse 38 through 39 it says this I love it when Paul writes this he said for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor no nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what that's saying? When you get that golden ticket, there ain't nothing that can take that away from you. Nothing. 
The devil tries, but he can't take it away from you. There is nothing that's made, nothing that's going to be made, no power, no nothing that's going to separate him from you. You're in. You're in that celebration. You're in that after party. And I'm going to tell you what. If that don't trip your trigger, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, if that don't make you happy, ain't nothing make you happy. See, sometimes we, we take God in our lives and then all of a sudden we think everybody's taking him away. But it says right here, there ain't nothing that can separate him from us. He celebrates us way too much. He loves us that much. When the Heavenly Father is celebrating and all he wants is for us to celebrate what he's given us and he's got this after party planned for us, what more can you want? What more is there? This life is, is just, just a snap. But man, that after party, it lasts forever. I hope you have your ticket. I really do. Because if I get up there and none of you are there, I'm going to be mad. I want y'all to see my dance moves. <laughs> I'll be as happy as a grasshopper in a cornfield if I look up and all y'all are there. I really will. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Because don't you want to party with somebody? When you celebrate, you, you look for somebody to celebrate with and want more better than people you love. It's like when you, you know, you, you hit a hole in one on a golf course. If you're alone, you're looking around. Did anybody see that? Somebody give me a high five. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You want somebody to be there. That's my prayer. I want you guys to take it. If you haven't, do it. You got the best party waiting for you. You're the star. It's all for you. Each and every one. We got our own party lined up. Man, it's going to be awesome. I mean awesome. I want to say thank you. You guys have made my party awesome. You have took me and Carrie into your hearts. It's been great. It has been just a party. And it's not ending. It's just I'm going to another party. And I guarantee I'm going to party every time I hear something good from Floyd. Somebody got baptized here. Somebody did something. I'm going to party. I'm going to celebrate because you're my family. But thank you.
Thank you very much for allowing me to, to own your kids. And I say own them because they're all mine. I got news for you. I might not pay the bill, but they're mine. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. As we close, I just want to tell you one thing. Get that ticket. Accept him. Do not walk out these doors not having that ticket. Celebrate it. Because he celebrates you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for everything you've given us. And we do celebrate it. And we know that when one person gives their life to you, all of heaven just, just roars with gladness. And there is such a huge celebration every time. And Lord, we, we want to understand how when we have a success, you're celebrating. You celebrate our lives. Good times, bad times. You're celebrating them. You're there with us. We thank you so much for that. Father, I thank you so much for the party you're going to throw us. When we come home and we're there with you, man, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We thank you so much for allowing us the privilege and the honor to know that we have a party in store for us that will never end. And we thank you for that. Father, I ask you if there's anybody here, even doubts, even wondering if, if, if they're invited to that party, let them know that all they have to do is accept you as their personal Savior. That the door is wide open. It's just up to them to walk through it. Father, I also ask if there's people here that struggled through the holidays because I know it's stressful sometimes. Father, I ask that you give them a heart of celebrating to really understand what it's for. That you give all of us a heart of celebration every day. That we can always find something to celebrate always we thank you so much for that we thank you we love you and as the next song sings like I said if there's anybody here let them come I'll meet them here they won't be alone anymore as you promised us when two or three are gathered that we need to celebrate together, and that's what we'll do. I thank you. I give you everything in your beloved Son's name that you gave to us. Amen. Thank you for listening. 
and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.